everybody. This is Chuck Livingston, co-host of the Hogcast, your uh, premier source for Arkansas Razorback news. Um, and uh, we're here on Black Sunday. Uh, this is the day after the 2014-2015 Razorback basketball. Is it 2014-2015? Yeah, that's right. I don't, uh, <laughs> years, years are hard. It was a long night. <laughs> years are hard. You know, uh, the Razorbacks lost last night to North Carolina in the season. They were 27-9, and I believe. Um, fun year. I'm going to go ahead and introduce my, uh, the panel. We've got as, as always, Logan Livingston in the house. What's up, guys? And we've got Colby Yarbrough. What's going on, everyone? Uh, well, since we've last spoken with you, we actually, the Razorbacks played two games. Um, you know, one of them was a very thrilling uh, first. The NCAA calls it the second round, but let's be honest, it's the first round. Like, the playoff, the playing games are not another round, okay? There's, there's you know, <laughs> so. Four games. <laughs> yeah, it was a first round win against Wofford. Razorbacks won by three. It was back and forth the whole way to set up a uh, dream matchup against North Carolina. Uh, one of the premier programs uh, all time in college basketball. Michael Jordan, Dean Smith, all that good stuff. And of course, Arkansas and their history. Uh, we're going to start off by talking about the game that came first the happier times against uh, the Terriers of Wofford. Colby, what do you think about Arkansas's performance against Wofford? You know, I think overall, uh, most fans, you know, just thought Arkansas was going to walk over them. But this is a team that's made the NCAA tournament three of the, you know, uh, three or four times in the past three or four years. And so, um, you know, this is a team with experience, and you look at them, and you don't, you almost probably overlook them as, you know, fans and and players. But I mean, this is a team that they play really, really hard, and um, they can cheat really well from the outside. And um, uh, I, this is the first team I can remember. Usually, teams play Arkansas zone and force them to shoot outside. This team played Arkansas man to man, and they made Arkansas work for everything. And it, it's really hard to play against a team that slows it down because they're going to still get the ball, and if they get it past half court, they control the tempo. So it's really hard to speed up a team that's, that plays really, really slow and is really disciplined. And um, the good thing about this Arkansas team is they're able to play slow, too. Um, I think years past, that's kind of been the problem where they couldn't get over the hump and make the tournament is because they couldn't win ugly games. They had to win at their style. And um, Arkansas wasn't able to get a bunch of turnovers, but they still won the game. They weren't able to get a bunch of fast break points, but they still won the game. That's all that matters in the end. I agree. Cole, Logan? Yeah, I, uh, I agree. Um, I was actually really proud because if you look at the stat line, I know we didn't really force that many turnovers, and we played a very slow game, and we still we played Wofford's game. I remember Wofford's coach after the game was talking about it, and he was just like, you know, if I look at this stat line, I really think we win the game. <laughs> but, we, I mean, that's not what happened. Arkansas found a way to win. Um, I do think we got a little lucky. Cochran was very off. That was our best player. Uh, he was two for 12 on threes. I know we, play, we played him pretty tight. We had really good defense on him, but uh, it was good to see him have an off night because I feel like all year long, guards were just having like nights of their lives against us, especially early on in the season. So I was just happy with the win. You know, it, I mean, we talked about it during the game, how um, we don't take any win for like advantage. Like, we, we shouldn't be upset about winning in the NCAA tournament, no matter if it was a, a short, li- like a, you know, a minor uh, point discrepancy there. Like it doesn't matter. Like it's, you got to win. It doesn't matter who it's against. Everybody's good at this point. All 64 teams can beat people. So, and we haven't been in the tournament since 2008. So I, I don't think you can complain about winning one, you know, game in the tournament. I'll, I'll say this after the game, you would, you would have thought this was like 1994 with the fans. They were like, man, we barely beat Wofford. We're terrible. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, these guys have been in the tournament the last three years. We haven't been since 2008. I was still in high school. What are you guys doing? Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's sort of the the, the mentality uh, uh, of the – you know, you look at Wofford and you think they don't have players. Everybody's got players at this level. Everybody in the tournament's there for a reason. They've earned their way in. And it, not even in a lot of ways. In every way, they were the more experienced postseason team. They won a big game. They beat Wisconsin a couple of years ago. They've had that success. Players have been in that system. Uh, and our players have too. Um, and, again, it, it's, you know, 12-5 games, notoriously um, – they're notoriously close, you know, and, and I actually wrote a column for my paper uh, the day after the game just saying that Arkansas shouldn't be upset by the win simply because so many higher-seeded teams actually did lose a game. Like, if you thought we felt bad, imagine how Iowa State felt. Or Baylor. Imagine how Baylor <laughs> felt. Like, you know, and those guys, they got sleepy hollowed and we didn't even see it coming. You know, like, I mean, I had Iowa State. To, I was actually, I got clowned on, like, when I was filling out my bracket, I told Logan and Colby, I was like, uh, man, I got it. A couple of Big 12 teams going deep, but I feel good about it. And Iowa State, uh, the one at work, I paid paid five dollars to get into. Uh, had Iowa State to the uh, the final game, so that was exciting for me. Um, what I'm saying is, and it, it's one of those things. You, it's easy to, 
you you say it to keep it in perspective, right? Like you look at it, you say, "Man, we could have lost," you know. Um, and I, th- you know, again, Iowa State's a better team even than we are. We played the game on the court. They won the game. They won it convincingly. So I mean, it can happen to anybody. So you know, we didn't play our best game, and we were still able to get a win. That's important this time of year. And um, you know, t- tournament format, anything can happen, especially with these lower seeds, because this is their shot to play a big team. You know, Power Five conference like Arkansas or Tennessee or, or whoever, whoever it is. It's their you know, championship. They, this is their championship, right? If they win that one game, it doesn't matter what happens in the next round because they they still beat Arkansas. You know, it's a no-win situation for the the big conference team because you're, if you win, you're supposed to win. If you lose, well, you're, you know, I mean, you should have <laughs> never lost the game. So, uh, I thought they responded well. And this team, like I, I, I think a lot of people forget, they beat uh, North Carolina State, who knocked off Villanova yesterday and is in the Sweet 16, and uh, probably, sure. probably get a chance to make the Elite Eight. Yeah, I mean, again, and that's the thing when you look when you match up wins like that, it's sort of, um, you know, it's sort of interesting. I mean, every game's different, but at a neutral site on a night where they've got, uh, I'm with Logan, the, the the Cochran kid's a good player, and they had some other good guards too, and they were able to cover up. I know we talked a lot last week on the preview show about how. They're undersized and how they were going to, you know, we should be able to get what we wanted in the paint and the post. That wasn't the case. They did a good job. They were more than competitive down there, and uh, you got to give them credit for that. Yeah, I will say this. We were talking crap about Portis the entire game, and then he had, like, one of the – he actually had a pretty good game. It was just very quiet. Right. Um, the I problem you- with Bobby is that mm-hmm. he is so good that when he's not exceptional, you start to it, – it sticks out, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he was 5 for 12 on his field goals. So, I mean, that was I, – I know we talked about it, me and Charlie specifically, about him missing some cupcake layups, which he did quite a few. Um, but he still had 15 points, 13 boards. So, I mean, if you just look at the stat line and don't watch the game, you're like, man, Porter's had a great game. But for us – And you realize he left about eight points on the court on stick backs and things like that. Yeah, he could have easily had 25 probably. And I was just like, man. Like, I saw the stats afterwards. I'm like, dude, that's amazing. But all-star – the all-star of that game, though, was Michael Qualls. I mean, eight of mm. nine. He only missed one shot all night. Uh, 20 points. Just a great game from him. I mean, he put the team on his back. Really, he's he became the the vocal leader that we needed. We needed in the tournament. Mike may be the new Rob Smith, where we can't talk about him on the show ever, just to try to <laughs> do whatever we can to try to keep him. I think after uh, all those ESPN top tens and the way this tournament went, I think the, the secret's out, bro. <laughs> No, I don't know you're talking about. Who, who even started for us at Garden that game? I can't remember. Was it was it Nick Babb? Uh, yeah, Qualls. Qualls really. And again, I hate being a prisoner of the moment like that, but um. You know, really one of the best five-game stretches dating back to uh, the first game of the SEC tournament of a of an Arkansas Garden a long time, simply because the level of competition, the stakes, NCAA tournament, all that stuff. Um, if you think about it, you know the Razorbacks played uh, Tennessee, Georgia, Kentucky, and uh, North Carolina in a four of their five games. Wofford being the one, you know, sort of. Small, you know, Smart not name brand team. Yeah, yeah the Hogs went three and two in those games because of Portis and uh, and Qualls. You know, so the big performances, um, you know, big games. It's just um, it's a good performance. Yeah, Qual. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, I wasn't sure. Like he, I wasn't even sure if he was better than Kai Madden last year. Um, oh. Uh, you know, that wasn't the case this year. He's been consistently better. Uh, but he just worked. He works hard. He can shoot it. He can handle it. He's um, you know, defensively maybe. Use a little bit of work, but that's that's just one of those things. A guy that can score the ball like that is there will be a role for him somewhere. Yeah, so we we beat Wofford. We got the Sleepy Hollow University matchup in the second round <sighs> that, we, that we all were so excited for. I feel like these mugs always get us in the tournament, man. I hate it. Um, it's a it, it's a traditional type matchup. Yeah, why don't we? We need this game was fun in the first half, like up and down, super fast paced. Probably the most fun game I've seen all year, even though we lost, we were losing at halftime. Um, I would really like to see Arkansas and Carolina do a home and home in the regular season mm. because that game was so much fun to watch. We played the same kind of basketball, so it was like because I really like the Wofford game. Like I'm gonna watch it because it's Arkansas, right? Right. But, like the slow snail pace. Like if it was anybody else, I, there's no way I could sit through it. Like there's no way. I, I agree. I couldn't do it. So North Carolina, Arkansas. I'm turning that thing on TV. So. I think the coaches in ADs need to get something together because that game was awesome to watch. And Andy Staples actually wrote an article. I was meaning uh-huh. to send you, and I haven't even read it. It was I, I read it. It was really good. Yeah, UNC Arkansas was a type of game or college basketball game. Uh, college basketball needs uh, more often, and, and I think that's true. And uh, 
speaking of the first house, how, how much fun it was. Um, it, here comes an, I need to knock on the rest one last time before this year's over. But um, the first half, I mean, was just fun. They let you know both teams play, and I think it benefited both teams. Um, no team went in the bonus until like maybe a minute or two left. Well, in the second half, completely changed how they call the game. Uh, with 10 minutes left, I think both teams were in the bonus, and I think North Carolina might have been the double bonus. It's just, It just continues. I wish they would just call it one way. If you're going to call it tight, call it that way the whole game, or just let them play. You know, uh, I can understand if you're playing a team that's not, you know, don't want to play physical, and you kind of kind of balance it out. But these both these teams want to play physical and up and down. I think you should just, I mean, it had been good for the teams. It had been good for the fans. Um, and I don't think, th- I think they called it evenly. I don't think, I don't think Arkansas got screwed over. I don't think North Carolina got screwed over. I just wish, you know, I think it had been more more entertaining game if they would have, you know, kept the same pace they did in the first half. Yeah, the game would have definitely been. I mean, the game was entertaining as it was, but yeah, the second half slowed down significantly. And I really do think it, I think it honestly would have benefited Arkansas to keep running like they were because with the slowdown, they got Marcus Page kind of in a rhythm late. Mm. And that was kind of the difference. He ended up with 22 points. He started hitting from three. 20 of his 22 in the second half at that. Yeah, so that, that, that's a killer right there. But, I mean, it was a fun game to watch. But the, the thing, I mean, everybody talks about it. Everybody knows what the problem was. We had 21 turnovers, um, most we've had all year, I think, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of those were unforced. I mean, I remember Harris, he had like three in a row, uh, just just boneheaded walks and like just dribbling the ball off, off his leg. It was just it was unbelievable. Like we, we have, That's very uncharacteristic of our basketball team. Well, now, hold on. I was on Hogville earlier, and they said it was the rebound. We got we got killed on the boards, and that's why we lost. I don't know about that. You need to stay out of Hogville, bro. <laughs> that's what they said on Hogville. I mean, that's all watched no, the no. game, right? On Hogville, it's Mike Anderson's fault. Mike Anderson should have sort of suited up and hit some threes. We'd have been all right. Oh, yeah. Well, you're, you know, it is Mike Anderson's fault. I, I agree with that. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, this, is a, it's, this whole season was his fault. Um, this, the 27 wins and all that, you know uh, – they uh yeah I, actually here's my theory on the officials last night you know how the the running I, I don't want to say running joke you know how people always say um you know uh you know police officers they have a quota they have to write so many tickets during the month or whatever pay by the whistle pay by the whistle exactly so the officials they come out first half they let the teams get up and down they're running they're athletic and they talk about it at halftime they're like did we really only whistle eighteen thousand the first we gotta we gotta do something else the second half they came out they had to catch it back up so that their their bosses I mean that Obviously, that's probably – I don't think that's what – I don't know. That's not what happened. I anyway. Think, well, I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I think they got tired running in the first half. They came out in the second half and <laughs> were like, man, I can't run anymore. we got to start calling some fouls. My legs. i got a hand check right here. <laughs> they were so used yeah. to walking up and down the court calling some Wofford-Arkansas game. Now they got the Tar Heels and Razorbacks, and it's like, hold on a minute. And I think the thing that sort of came back to bias against North Carolina was uh, just, you know, uh, our guards – when you mix and match the way Arkansas does, you know, and from one game to the next, you don't know who's going to be hot. And, you know, it was sort of one of the, the fun things earlier in the season. But uh, if none of your guards are really hitting, like we didn't have that guy other than Michael Qualls. Uh, you know, Beard, he had his worst performance in a long time. Uh, you know, to so much to the point where we had to limit his minutes. Uh, Anthlon Bell never really got I mean, he had a couple jumpers, but nothing really, you know, uh, just we couldn't find that combination. Meanwhile, North Carolina had the, the dominant. I don't want to say the dominant guard because Qualls was great, but Page, once he got, once he asserted himself, he was involved. Like that, that was it. You know, there was no, that was really his game uh, for more or less. And uh, you know, and I thought the goaltending call was uh, real shaky. I thought, um, what was it about five minutes left? And I, I, think I didn't he, think the he, ball. He had a, uh, he was grabbing the rim though. I think is what they called yeah, it. Yeah, if his, oh, if his, his offhand hit the rim, I don't think it, 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 the block wouldn't have called a go ten, but his other arm kind of, it, it was by accident, kind of just like kind of hit it. So, okay, I, didn't, I, I couldn't hear them, so like I, I sort of, uh, you know, I, I saw the play. I was like, man, it doesn't look like a. I never heard the explanation, so I thought that was a big call though, because I believe it was a two point game at the time. Yeah, it was like two to four, two or four. I can't remember which one. I don't know what uh, what where it was as far as the game. It was sometime, you know, maybe seven, eight minutes, maybe even ten minutes left in the second half. Uh, Durham uh, hits a three, and we're up by one, and then we go uh, four or five minutes without scoring, and I think that's kind of what, you know, North Carolina kind of kept up their pace and scoring, and then, wow. then kind of we went away. But you were kind of talking about, um, you know, Paige. I, I just think, and Qualls talked about this, you know, after the game, that he thinks they just didn't do a good job finding him like they did in the first half. They kind of shut him down the first half and just didn't do a good enough job in the second half, you know, locating him, you know, where he's at. I know one play, 
uh, there's a screen and Bobby picked him up and he kind of looked back to, you know, see where the other defender, you know, I don't know if they didn't communicate and, you know, uh, one of them was thinking switch and one of them was thinking get through the screen or what, but he looked back and Paige seen him look, he looked away and he just pulled up and hit another three. So, you know, good play by him, but, you know, kind of a bad defensive play too. Yeah, I mean, I really hated it because Beard's been, Beard's been all of our boys all year long, but we really, really, really needed him uh, for this type of game. But he just, like you could tell early on, um, with the pace that he couldn't keep up. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know what the problem was. Just he hasn't been on that stage before. And I guess we really haven't played a game at that kind of speed yet this year. Nobody in the SEC besides Kentucky, I guess, really plays that kind of speed. Well, on top of that, you know, he. my, my theory with a true freshman is always that they, um, you know, they're used to playing high school schedules. You know, they don't play as many games. He probably – he now's about the time where he's probably hitting the wall a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know he, he's a smaller guard, and he just you know it's just one of those things. Like that, that's my that, that's what I would say. I'm not making excuses for him. But I think he'll learn from it and get better. I just you know it. I'm not I'm not off the Anton Beard bandwagon because yeah. he uh, he had a bad outing against North Carolina. You know, here's my thing about about you know the game. You know you can you know people can jump up and down and point around and blame uh, Mike Anderson all they like, but um, you know North Carolina they recruit in the top ten to fifteen every year, right? I mean they always get feel like they get some of the better players, you know, the better uh, high school seniors every year. You know, Roy Williams, you know about his credentials as a head coach and, you know, this and that. And uh, Arkansas, let's face it, uh, since Nolan left during the 2001-2002 season, this they've really went through an extended drought as far as uh, just basketball, just talent and just uh, season and everything. So uh, Considering that we were right there with the opportunity to, I mean, just playing North Carolina in a second round game, I thought was was huge for the program, uh, fun for fun uh, for the fans, uh, good for the kids, good learning experience, and um, and again, you know, brighter days are ahead. You know, I mean, here's the thing: like, I think we all kind of talked about it after the Wofford game. There's no shame in losing North Carolina because you know what they're about. Mm-hmm. You know, if you say, "Man, North Carolina guys in the tournament." Any casual fan would say, oh, man, yeah, Tar Heels, yeah, I hear that, yeah, Michael Jordan. Uh, <laughs> uh, but um, the difference is, you know, uh, but that, but I mean, they're North Carolina for a reason as well. They're, tra- they're traditionally always good. They look good, they look good last night, let's like be that. honest. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's just one of those games, you know. When, when you go up against a team with great talent, you have great talent yourself, somebody's going to lose. And uh, <laughs> that was just Arkansas last night. But just to be on that stage, I thought, uh, means a lot. The most encouraging thing, though, about last night is we only lost by, what, eight points? So, look, I mean, we played probably one of our worst games from a from on a lot of different ways. Like, turnovers, we haven't had that many turnover, turnovers all year. Um, and a lot of them were unforced, you know. So, you got to think, we cut those down. We could easily been in that game. We easily could have won Absolutely. that game. So, um, to only lose, I mean, you got to think back the last time we were in the second round playing North Carolina. That game, absolutely. Thank that game you. was that game was over within five minutes. They were up by like forty. Tyler Hansborough still scoring somewhere on Arkansas, so still, still hooping. So yeah, I mean, last night was incredible. I mean, obviously you hate to lose, but for us to play as bad as we did and still really have a chance to win, honestly, is, is phenomenal. And it's a it's a tribute to Mike Anderson and what we what we're gonna do, you know, in the future. I mean. Um, I also felt really bad for uh, Kai Madden. I think Kai Madden had a really good game last night, too. I saw Portis trying to console him after the game. He was really upset. Um, I know I give Madden a lot of crap, but he actually played pretty well last night. He had a couple threes, uh, ended up with 13 points. He still turned the ball over a lot, but everybody turned the ball over a lot last night, so I really can't can't hate on him that much. But yeah, Kai Madden, I think he's he's probably the Brandon Allen version on the basketball court. And, you know, he's done a lot for this team. And, you know, of course, you know, I think his mistakes get magnified sometimes just because you're like, oh, there's Kai Madden making a mistake. He had th- I mean, he had three turnovers, but he had three assists too, and then 13 points and, he, you know, shot five from eight from the field. But, you know, it's a guy that, you know, I feel like helped build the foundation for, you know, um, you know, the Razorback basketball program's going. Um, it's a guy that came in that, you know, um, I think Mike Anderson even said, he said, I didn't know if he was going to make it, you know, talking about, you know, he could get kicked off. And, and we've seen that in football, a guy get kicked off with a lot of potential. So, you know, uh, shows, you know, kind of person Kyle Madden is coming up and maturing and, and, and doing what he's supposed to do and taking care of business. And then uh, coming on the basketball court and doing all what he did for, you know, this basketball team over the last four years. And, I mean, he's he can't be, you know, that bad of a player, you know, scoring over 1,000 points. What was it, like 300 rebounds and 300 assists? I think there's only four other players in Arkansas history that's that's done that. So, you know, he's not the greatest player. So he does make mistakes. But, you know, um, I think he gets probably a little uh, – 
more flack than he probably deserves sometimes. And, he was and all- for me included, you know, I, I sometimes like, uh, you know, there's Madden again, gosh. Killing yeah. us. But, you know, he has done a lot, and, you know, this team wouldn't be where they are without him. He was the only one from that, like, esteemed uh, recruiting class left, right? Right, one exactly. That, yeah. that, that big top five recruiting class that Pelfrey uh, assembled. Yeah, his brainchild. Um, so he held down. He held down the fort, and I, I I watched his press conference last night. It was it was really sad. He was visibly upset. I mean, as you should be. It's your last game, you know. And he was just like, you know, that first year was rough. We didn't win many games, you know. And now here we are playing at North Carolina in the second round. I'm just blessed to be here. I was just mad. I mean, it's a class guy. I just I really I really hate that uh, they couldn't win the game for him. It was really really good outing for him. He did all he could. Yeah, kind of kind of sums up the the resurgence of the you know the, the program just sort of himself because he you know he kind of had this bad rap coming out of high school because you know he kicked over the water cooler in the state tournament and i think it was at carlisle and they had just gotten a new floor and all this stuff and everybody talked about what a hothead he is and i mean i can certainly see some of that during the missouri game this year uh logan and i coined a new phrase um every time you know lepanto uh crazy lepanto you know mentality or something like that but he <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, he contributed. I mean, he, he always played hard. Here's the thing I've always said about Kai Mad. You know, he, he wasn't always, didn't always make the right play and he didn't always make a ton of plays, but he, you know, you got to think about him. He played out of position for at least two years at point guard, uh, really just sort of just for the good of the team, wanting to help out, probably wanted to play himself too, but you know, he played out of position, did whatever was asked of him, always played hard. I thought, you know, and he just, uh, yeah, I mean, for him to stick it out for four years and make it and go from, you know, Coach Anderson's first year to, you know, where, you know, didn't play in the, post, didn't play in the postseason the first two years and then go to the NIT last year and then the NCAA this year, it's a, it's a testament to him and, of course, getting some better players. And, um, you know, and Logan kind of talked about the last time Arkansas met North Carolina in the NCAA tournament. It was actually the last time before this year that the Razorbacks were in the NCAA tournament, you know, and that was a year that – they not only were just horrendously coached and, and led and, you know, uh, the problem was that was a good team. Arkansas had a lot of talent on that squad, but, uh, you know, you didn't have guys buying in st- stuff like that. You had a lot of me first guys. You, the culture there was, uh, was, was bad. It actually got worse at the end of the John Pelfrey era. I, in my opinion, uh, it but, got you know, worse Mike's, every year. It got worse every, well, the record got worse. The results got worse. Uh, the, the morale the seemed like got worse off the court, got worse, you know, and then last night you got Mike Anderson, after an NCAA tournament game, and he's he basically he told guys that I'm going to get me a national championship, and he talked about how the how he's cleaned everything up. Just to, I don't know how you can't like the guy. Like he he's a great ambassador for the University of Arkansas. You know, people hate on his style and all. You know, but here's the thing. You know, somebody told me this a long time ago. It, there are going to be haters in the world until Jesus comes home. You know, so you basically, you know, the 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 people that matter, the people that are paying attention. I feel like we're three of those people. You can't even argue with with what, what the guy's done in a relatively short amount of time. In four years, Arkansas was a laughing stock, even in the SEC. Couldn't couldn't even you know beat UAB or you know Morgan, Morgan State, State or South, or South, Alabama. South Alabama at at home. Like a lap, Arkansas was a punchline, mm-hmm. and now nobody's joking about Arkansas anymore. So um, and, uh, again. Mean- we're talking about, you know, we, we've been talking about it all day and last night after the game. You know, if you get your two biggest recruits, Portis and Qualls, to come back, you're talking about a top 10 team preseason next year. Um, and, and the whole cast reporting live from the Final Four, baby. <laughs> and, that, and that's something that I haven't seen. I, I don't know that I've seen since I've been watching Razorback basketball. I mean, that, that would be amazing. Obviously, that's two things that are, you know, we won't know anything about that for another couple of weeks. But um, we can pray and hope, though. <laughs> Absolutely. By the way, let's take this opportunity to uh to just talk to Bobby and, and Mike Clark. Hey guys, look, hey, you had fun this year, right? I know I did. Logan, Jeff, fun. I had so much fun. Colby, what about you? Oh, I love this year. Love this year. Really, this is probably one of my top three. No, it's not. Probably, well, probably one of my top three or four favorite Razorback basketball seasons ever, just because, um, you know, just sort of everything that happened, the big wins, uh, you know, and it was possible because of you guys. Y'all, should, I know y'all are listening. Just. <laughs> You know, hey, look, y'all don't know us anything, but hey, just guys, just give it one more shot. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all, it's uh, I don't think you'll regret it. I certainly won't regret it, <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I don't think anybody else would either. So, like, but like I said, I, I understand as well. Um, you know, you got to do what you got to do, and there's certainly a lot of money, more money waiting on y'all for what you do than for what I would do. Uh, you know, so I I can't really compare myself, but uh, <laughs> if y'all are gone, 
man, it, it's just been a real pleasure getting to know y'all and seeing y'all play. And if you come back, well, <laughs> hey, 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 I'll see. If in, I don't. I can't even think about it. It's great. Charlie's at a loss for words. What just happened? <laughs> man, if just one of y'all decide to come back, hey, that'd be wonderful too. Yes, uh, I mean you got to think. You'll have Portis if Portis and Qualls come back. You're gonna add Wit and Capita to replace Madden and mm, Alondis Harris. So mm. hello, Final Four. How are you <laughs> doing today? Couple of, <laughs> I, I mean, saying saying upgrade doesn't really even. Uh, I mean, upgrade doesn't even begin to talk about at least on paper. You don't know how those guys are gonna fit in, you know, culturally. But mm-hmm. you know, um, Alondis from one game to the next, you, you know, sometimes it. I mean, played hard. You know, uh, like watching him play, but. Uh, I mean, Capita, by all accounts, is the top, what, 50 player? Mm-hmm. Top 40. Top 4? Oh, I'm sorry. Top 40. Sorry. <laughs> 30, 40. Oh, G- yeah. Jimmy Witt is too, right? Yeah, Jimmy Witt's like the, I think, around 50, 52. But he, he's a lot like uh, B.J. Young, um, it's, but with better defense. And so that's a uh, – he, he probably isn't – he probably can't drive as well as uh, B.J., but he's a better shooter. So it's kind of a little give and take. But, you know, what I'm looking forward to is seeing it's someone that can – um, there's not many players on this team that could create their own shot, and he's a player that can create their own shot. So, and um, that's definitely a plus. People also forget we got Dusty Hannes coming back next year right. too, who had to, he's going to be. Out. He's going to be great. Yeah, he's sort of the guy that's kind of got lost in the shuffle. So, you know, uh, I would even say if just Bobby Portis comes back, and again, I, I think the guy's great. If he decides to come back, he's coming back to a uh, a supporting cast that's. Uh, Right in his wheelhouse, I feel like. I feel like that's a squad that would complement him. You'll have Moses Kingsley in his third year. Trey Thompson, uh, Colby was telling me, is ready, probably be ready for a role next year. Uh, the guard play, Anton Beard, I think, will get bigger and stronger and uh, more hooptacular. Nick so, Babb. Nick Babb, who, who was getting more burn at the end of the year. You know, he, and, and that's the point that I'm trying to make with Mike Anderson. They, uh, You didn't have this before. You know, In the past, when you had Hoopers, you know, Marshawn Powell, guys like that, there was nothing after those guys, you know. Uh, we Arkansas still has a plan, even if both those guys leave. Now, if if Portis and Qualls both leave, you know, this year and go to the NBA, yeah, I mean, obviously you're gonna you're gonna struggle a little bit next year with some young guys and some new faces, you know, old faces and some new roles. But um, but you're not gonna fall off the face of the earth like you have in the past. Like you're you're still gonna be there. NIT team maybe on the bubble potentially so that's exciting as well the only thing that scares me about next year is the SEC is going to be loaded depending on who goes out for the NBA draft you know LSU is a really talented team they're bringing in like a top five recruiting class again I think um, and Kentucky's Kentucky they're going to be the number one recruiting class because that's what they do um, and you know if Arkansas brings back Qualls and Portis they'll be a top 10 team um, I think Florida has a top five or ten recruiting class too so John Pelfrey man yeah, John Pelfrey is the head honcho over there. Ace recruiter. Ace recruiter, man. I did but, see something. I read something. Sorry, Colby, one second. No. I, um, I was reading online about, I know we give Alondis Harris a lot of crap, but apparently he throws some super shade at Pelfrey. Um, he was talking I'm about how, cause he was talking about how Pelfrey picked uh, Marvell Waith. You remember him? Oh, how could I forget? Marvell Waith over Alondis. The Canadian. Yeah, the oh, Canadian. Really? Yeah, and and uh, I saw. I guess it was Jim Harris or something. I was like, he was like, yeah, I think Alondis showed uh, Pelfrey that he does he deserved to be in the SEC because I guess Pelfrey told Alondis he didn't belong in the SEC. And by the way, Pelfer, you don't belong in the SEC, bro. Get out of here. No, do you, do you remember Harris dropping um, like twenty something against him in uh, Verizon Arena when he's at Houston and beat yes, him? Yes, I do. Yeah, I, so. I, I do. Uh, I remember that. I remember and they that. won that game. They won that game. Yeah. Um. Well, but you know, he's not. He don't belong in the SEC though. Even though he just played big minutes for uh, for an SEC school that won an NCAA tournament game. But yeah, he doesn't. You know, and, and reach the the SEC championship game. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, that's the sort of madness that we've dealt with in the past. That's not really the case anymore. Basically, the John Pelfrey era to me um, is like, imagine if the Joker coached your favorite college basketball team. So John L. Just, Smith? John L. Smith, or even John Pelfrey himself. And he basically, he just flipped coins the entire his entire tenure to uh, to figure out what he was going to do. He just flipped one coin. It's two things, bro. Same guy. Um, well, all right, so John L. Smith's a joker, and, and uh, Pelfrey's uh, two-faced. Then. Who's worse? Well, who's worse? What was worse? The John, like, if John L. Smith, John L. Smith. John L. Smith has to be worse, right? Yeah, no, Pelfrey at least Pelfrey era, The Pelfrey era lasted more than one year. Yeah, but John, John L. L. John L. John L. I was done. John L. took a top-ten team and lost to uh, that one team, Louisiana Monroe. Yeah, but Pelfrey did all that, too, and he never did any, like, I mean, here's what I'd say. And, again, I'm a notorious Pelfrey hater, allegedly. Um <laughs> 
So, uh, I mean, you know, Pelfrey, that thing went on for four years. Uh, and he, he had a good year with Stan Heath ballers. But, you know, the John L. era, we knew it was going to be – I felt like I, I didn't know it was going to be that much of a disaster. I thought we'd still get to 6-6 six and six in a bowl in 2012. But I knew he was out of my life as soon as the bowl game was – as soon as the season was over. Pelfrey was like constant fear. It was like one of your grandparents who already can't see – calling you up and saying hey i've had like 18 beers you want me to come pick you up and go to walmart with me and i'm like well that doesn't sound like a terrible idea but it's your grandparents you feel like you should go and like they're just careening they're driving over curbs or hitting trash cans and you never knew when and i actually remember when pelfrey was given his walking papers i was with logan and conway and um we had lost our first round sec tournament game i believe to tennessee and uh, they called a press conference the next morning, and I, I almost – you remember the scene in Shawshank where Andy Dufresne breaks out and he, he's in the, all the poop, but, like, it's raining on him and he's just so happy that he doesn't care that he's in the poop? I would have crawled through all the poop to, to celebrate the end of the Pelfrey era. Uh, I would say Pelfrey, uh, but just to be fair, the program wasn't up and rolling like it was when Petrino left, so I could see it both ways. Yeah, I gotta give it to John L. because that that year was painful. I could I could um, I didn't expect much from the Pelfrey era. I, I was I don't remember good. I don't remember Charlie saying thinking six and six for that year because I was I was still pretty hype on the John L. before we played a game. I thought we could I thought he had enough talent to win some ball games, but I thought we'd get to a bowl. Uh, I I would seen John L. before. I remembered him at Michigan State in Louisville, and uh, it was that wasn't a pretty sight. And you know, put it this way, there's a reason he was still in a, he was an assistant at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I just felt like – but I didn't think it would be that bad either. Like I said, I, I thought we'd get the Independence Bowl or something. Like sort of the John L. year, the best – other than the Louisiana Monroe debacle, which was a debacle, mm-hmm. um, was sort of the Tulsa game. I remember I was going to Nashville um, to go to the Bears-Titans game on the Sunday. And uh, I listened to the Tulsa game, me and my buddy. And, like, we couldn't even put Tulsa away. Like, Tulsa was wanted to beat us so bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just – you know, that's the type of stuff that was part of the – I mean, Pelfrey and John L. deserve each other, let's be honest. I mean, even Larry Coker won a national championship with Miami. So, I mean, you know, I thought John L. could at least win eight games with a pretty talented roster, but, you know, that didn't work. That just shows how bad a coach. And he, he had some success everywhere else. I just think he was just – he was worried about getting paid, honestly. Yeah, he needed yeah, a job he, so he bad. Proper bankruptcy, all that was just money, he, you know, straight profit from there. So it was a cash he, grab. He didn't pay the off, so I think that's what mainly reason. Uh, you know, I think that's all he was worried about, honestly. And I mean, honestly, he thought he was in Alabama. He said this is the state of Alabama. So I mean, he clearly wasn't there. I'm glad you brought that up. I would have fired him on the spot. That would have been it. I would have said, you know what? I'm Jeff Long. I'm coming out of retirement. I'm coaching this team the rest of the year. Pack your crap and go home. That's a no. I, I, I trust Jeff Long to get it done. He could have. He could have done it. Jeff would have gotten us to, to Memphis that year, damn it. Like, seriously. Like, I, I mean, Jeff Long, look at the way he handles his business. Just look at the way – look, you don't have to know a lot about football. That's what your assistants are for. Jeff Long handles his business. Yeah. That's all I need to see. I will say this. Jeff also did – I think Jeff's opinion on it is that the John L. Smith thing was worse than the Pelfrey era because he actually came out and said that the John L. Smith was the worst decision he ever made as an athletic director. So <laughs> <laughs> He probably should have just – let one that says I don't know. I mean, they're really much. There was no done. win. It's all a bad situation. Yeah, because the only coaches you could really hire is someone you probably didn't really want um, or take a risk on somebody, and then you're kind of stuck with me up to a multi-year, you know, contract. I'm glad that we took a year and got a guy like Bielema instead of not taking a year and getting some slaw like guy that had no. You know what I mean? We, 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 so there was no telling for next year. Yeah, there was no telling we could have got. Wichita State's up 11 on Kansas. Whoop, whoop. Awesome. Uh, just by the way, just more insane. Right, I picked time. that game at Wichita State, so. Oh, I didn't realize that Kansas was hating on them so much and just would not play them at all, which, you know, sounds familiar. But, I, mean, every, I mean, I'm sure people are like, well, y'all don't play Arkansas State. Well, no, Arkansas State's just not good. In any <laughs> right. right now. Wichita State has proven that they're very good. I mean, they were number one seed last year. If Arkansas State goes out and, you know, is a top ten football team or number one seed and, you know, continues to, you know, get close to that every year, then, I mean, I'll, I'll say, you know, Arkansas needs to play them, but um, we're definitely not going to play them on the neutral side. Call Ed War Memorial, I mean, they're at least going to come to Fayetteville, but still. I, I love this. I love how this podcast is flowing right now, uh, because like we're talking about the Hogs at first, then we're talking about John L. Smith, and now uh, and now we're talking about uh, Wichita State. And I mean, this is just this is a great day. Like this is a. I love all this. Um, 
So, when did touch on the women's basketball team? I need to give a shout out to Jimmy Dykes real quick. JD. Those guys are getting it done, man. They won a tournament game too. They got killed today by Baylor, but with only nine with only nine scholarship players to make it to the round of thirty two is nothing but impressive. And he he's locking down the state. You know, I know Shania or Strickland from uh, I think she's from Moralton. She went to Tennessee and she's a number or two draft pick a few years ago. But I think with Jimmy Dykes, he's going to kind of lock down the state, and he he's just uh, one of them coaches. He's got a lot of passion, a lot of pride. You know. Uh, playing at Fet or University of Arkansas, and so I, you know, um, I, I kind of questioned the hire not so much as I didn't think he'd get it done, but you know, and I kind of did some research, and I was like, oh, you know, he's at least been assistant coach under, um, oh, uh, I can't think of his name. He's coached Arkansas. I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Eddie Sutton. Eddie Sutton. And so, you know, he had experience, and with that passion, I knew he was going to be able to recruit well, and you know, he definitely. Um, <laughs> I think overachieved this year with this team, and I think this. I mean, he's. I think the women's basketball team's gonna be pretty good in the next few years as well. Yep. So I mean, I think we got football rolling. I think men's basketball is definitely rolling. Women's basketball. I mean, baseball's kind of struggling now, but they're a really young team, and Dave Van Horn is gonna get this team rolling again for sure. So. My biggest thing about Jimmy Dykes was I knew he was going to be able to recruit just because you know he's been on TV for a long time. People know who he is. He's a pretty popular guy, you know, and. Um, but I was I was wondering about his coaching ability. But this year, uh, with no, it just took the team that they had, um, and really turned it around. I was really impressed with him. So if he can coach that well with with just whatever was there, uh, talent that was there, can you imagine when he starts bringing in you know bigger recruiting classes? So that was very encouraging. I'm really excited about the women's team. They they, they look really good. He's well, definitely. He I said he's definitely got me interested. I don't think I've ever watched a women's uh, Arkansas women's college basketball game, and I watched three or four this year so i mean he's definitely picking the interest of just you know fans that normally wasn't interested in women's college basketball in the state yeah he's got the the guard from a conway jordan danbury committed i mean he's a again it's a good place to start you know and there's some tradition there as well um you know it was a it was a 7-10 matchup that they had that they won the first when they beat uh was it northwestern Mm -hmm. northwestern yeah yeah um you know so i mean but but again like to, to take a team with nine players and uh, win a tournament game and just be in the in, in the tournament in the first place, man. Hey, that's that's pretty good, man. They, uh, you know, he can coach and uh, I always enjoyed his commentary. Um, I always enjoyed his commentary when he worked for ESPN too. But um, it seems like he's certainly making a, um, you know, he's going to be a he, he might be in, yeah he might be on the hill for a while. <laughs> well, he lives but, uh, there, so that's like his dream job to get a job there. So he got it. Yeah, and again, you know, he, I mean, I don't know if, if that's his job, if that's his in-game or what, but I could see him being a guy that, you know, maybe breaks into, um, you know, one day if he decides to try to coach, throw his hat in the, at, into an opening for a men's job. I mean, maybe not, probably not the University of Arkansas, but, you know, he could um, he could do that. I mean, I don't know that anybody's ever done it, you know, been a, a head coach at a women's program and then gone on to coach a men's program, but, I mean, Stranger things have happened, I guess. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. So I guess, uh, you know, basketball season's over. Do you guys want to talk about maybe your favorite game, uh, favorite player Ooh, this year, yeah. something like that? Yeah. Let's go for it, Chuck. You start. Uh, let's see. Favorite game, probably. Man, the Georgia one was pretty good to get to the final against uh, Kentucky. I like that one. I really like the Ole Miss road win. That'd probably be, probably, probably be first. The Wofford win obviously was big because it was an NCAA tournament win. And um, let me see. Probably the Georgia rally uh, in January, the one down there. So we, we were sort of getting smoked early on and uh, were able to bounce back and, you know, fight back. And really kind of put to – we didn't really put to bed the, the uh, road jinx thing because people still think that about Arkansas. But that was sort of the sign to me that things were changing. So there, there's my there's, – there's the four I would start with. Uh, favorite moments, um, probably maybe Portis saying that he was coming back last night after the game, <laughs> even if it, you know, it's obviously not an official decision, but uh, that'd be up there. Um, you know, um, probably probably uh, Manny Watkins' game winner against Ole Miss, uh, just because he's sort of an unheralded player. It was a big win because I think we all assume Ole Miss was going to pound us again, and um, you know, and to have a game winner, it's always fun when it's for your team. So. That's probably my favorite moment. Yeah, I agree. I think the Ole Miss game has to be my favorite game just because of the the way it ended. I mean, Manny Watkins with the game winner was probably the most exciting ending of a game we've had this year. 
um, outside of the Florida game, even though that was like the anti, the anti, <laughs> the antichrist. Yeah, it was so bad. God, it was so bad. I'm still, still I'm so having. About that. Yeah. You know what's crazy? If we win that game, we might, you know, move up a seed or something. Mm-hmm. And maybe we we get a better matchup in the second round. And I don't know. Like, you, you hate to think about. You know, there's so many things you can play with the what if game, but we got robbed so egregiously in that game that, mm-hmm. um, you know, but. Colby, what about you? Um, probably the Ole Miss road game. Uh, Manny Watkins hitting this shot. Um, favorite moment might have been uh, this past uh, weekend or this weekend when uh, Qualls, I guess, you know, the person asking the questions in the press conference before the North Carolina game, I guess they thought we were like a Sunbelt team because they said, what do oh. you think about playing a big-time program like North Carolina? And Qualls, I mean, even hesitate and says, well, Arkansas is a big program too, a big-time program face. too. And so, you know, that's nice to hear. And, um um, I don't know. I just it's good to hear that, and good these players that probably wasn't they were just born when you know Arkansas was kind of at their peak in in basketball. So it it you know they know what you know how prestigious of a uh, team this is, and um, or how much history Arkansas has, and that's good to see. And I'm glad that he came out and just said that. Yeah, I, I want to give honorable mention to the first half against Texas A&M because that was probably oh, the, yeah. that, that straight up came out of the nineties. Like that looked like we were about to just beat them by eighty. Like it was amazing. On a losing note, um, I I thought the Kentucky SEC championship game. I mean, we lost. I'm not happy about the result, but I liked how we, how, the, how we came out and didn't back down, and and they looked like they'd been in a fight after. You know, the game was over Kentucky I'm talking about, and um, they didn't like it. And that's kind of what Cincinnati did yesterday. They played really physical with them. And, and uh, you know, sometimes if you – it's like going up to a bully, they don't like to get hit. And uh, I think that's how Kentucky is. And so that was always – you know, I felt like a 90s game. We're just kind of going back and forth, playing really rough. So, I mean, that was one of my favorite times of the year in, in a losing effort. I will say this. That game was a lot closer than the score set. I know we already talked about that game. But, yeah, I agree. I think we came out and after they beat us pretty good in Lexington, I thought we showed up and at least made a game out of it for a while. So I thought that was – I agree. All right. So let's let's flip it back the other way. What about worst moment? Florida, duh. I think it has to be all three bars. That was horrible. Mm. That was awful. John, John Hampton from the SEC officiating crew. Uh, the Florida game was definitely the Clemson was pretty tough, but um, mm. and then the Iowa State, you know, they were kind of really close together, and you're you're kind of wondering, um, uh, is this team just gonna you know kind of stay the same pace they are? So that was kind of uh, things quickly turned around, but you know that was kind of troublesome at first. I will say this: I know after the Iowa State and Clemson game, I was super nervous because you know we lost back to back games on the road. I was like, here we go again. But uh, I, like- I I agree. I yeah. I, that was sort of the um, the Clemson lot. Florida, I understand how we could have lost to Florida. This wasn't a typical Gators team, but it is an SEC road game. It was a tight game, and we got done in by the whistles. Um, but uh, the Clemson game, I thought, um, I thought was un- unacceptable. Un- <laughs> well, it's still unacceptable. No, yeah, that game was awful. We had like four turnovers in the last minute. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. You know, a team that you, you know, I think they learned from that because they Arkansas played a lot of close games this year, and they were able to pull it out. And you know, I, I heard some people talking about the radio before the North Carolina game. They're like, "This is a you know three or four point game." I think Arkansas wins just because they're experienced with tight games. So maybe that you know, uh, maybe that is a good learning experience from them. And another game we didn't talk about. I thought the SMU game it was early, but I think that kind of set the tone and gave them confidence going on the road and winning games. Yeah, that was an underrated win. I know people were not as high on SMU, but uh, later in the season, they actually turned it on. They were uh, they were like a dark horse in the tournament. Um, and they got screwed over. And the they tournament. did, they <laughs> did. UCLA got lucky as crap. Yeah. I uh, anyway. Uh, so so what about the uh, what about the tournament just at large so far this year? How would y'all grade sort of the uh, you know sort of you know the games, the field, all that stuff? Uh, I don't. I mean, honestly, this has been the first tournament I've been like super involved in, just because Arkansas has been a, a part of it. Um, it's been so long, but yeah, I, I think the tournament's been great so far. The first round, that first day, was amazing. Like every game was really close. That Notre Dame game was close. The Georgia State game against Baylor was good. Um, a lot of good upsets. I thought it's been a really great tournament. I just, it's unfortunate. I just think Kentucky is going to win it all. Unfortunately, and I really don't want to see that. But and it'll, it'll dampen it. It'll damper it. It'll dampen it because Kentucky is going to go undefeated and all this crap, and that's all we're here about. But, um, yeah. I agree, Cole. What do you think? 
I mean, I think it's uh, the main reason I think it's a great term because Arkansas is in it. But this year, um, to me, you know, the past few years, there's been a lot of parody from, and there's a lot of parody besides Kentucky, but there's always a lot of parody like last year. You know, the UConn lost by 30 points before going in their conference tournament to Louisville. They come back and win the whole thing. And this year, I just there's not, you know, the first the first day was really awesome, and it kind of just went down a little bit. But I mean, it's still been fun and. Uh, Wichita State Kansas has been a fun game so far, and uh, you know a great year in Arkansas being in it just makes it that much better. Yeah, I uh, I agree. It's been a really memorable tournament. Um, it, that first day was pretty great. Yeah, uh, Friday kind of balanced out a little bit, but Saturday had the Arkansas North Carolina Classic. You had some other uh, interesting ball games today. It looks like Wichita State's going to try to put the hurt on Kansas. Uh, you've got some interesting. Uh, you know, you've got UCLA back in the limelight. You know, because here's the, I think I've mentioned this before. You know how everybody's like, man, I love I love underdogs. I love Cinderella. I love I'd love to see Wichita State and Butler play for the title. No, sir. Not for some reason. College basketball to me, no. I want to see UCLA, Duke, Kentucky, and Arkansas in the Final Four. I just want big names. Like that's why Arkansas, North Carolina was so cool to me last night because, you know, first of all, it's Arkansas. But you know, second of all, man, like if you if we had the time machine. And you went back to the eight-year-old me, and you told me Arkansas was playing North Carolina in a game. I'd assume it was in the Final Four, uh, at least in the Elite Eight or something, you know. So uh, I know it was an early-round game, but it just uh, – I just I just like big names. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't explain it. Like, um, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, because yeah, I do absolutely count – I'm with uh, Michael Qualls. Arkansas is a big-time program. It deserves to be treated as such. I'm looking at you, Florida officiating crew. <laughs> that, that, that statement from Qualls is probably one of my best – like, one of my favorite, like – uh, quotes from an athlete in Arkansas history. Like I swear, like it was awesome. Like for them to just come and just fire that back out at them was amazing. Like just take this, slap you in the face. Just so matter of factly about it. Yeah, it's like, dude, what are you talking about? Yeah, they're a big time program. But guess what? We are too. So are we. So we got five or four the- banners in the bud. Let's go. So may the best big time program win on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and and. Another moment I was thinking about is uh, Georgia State's coach. You know, he tore his Achilles heel <laughs> in the conference game, then fell off the chair when they won in the the first round. And his son was, you know, the one that the the game winner. The game winner, yeah. And so that was pretty awesome. And and they lost uh, yesterday, but you know, and that was kind of a little more emotional. You know, he got a little emotional talking about his son playing for him and and whatnot. And, you know, that had to be a great feeling. So you know, there's always a lot of storylines, and that's what I love about the tournament is the, the underdogs, and that's why it makes me nervous. You know, because everybody's pulling for the underdog, and yeah, yeah. most people are you know and, and that's what made me nervous about our first game so it, it's always fun and, and or whatnot and uh arkansas like i said bennett you know uh, I, this is the first time i feel my bracket in probably like two years i mean i did one for money last year but i was really engaged more this year i think well yeah and, uh, but by the way for, for the listeners that's because colby has a gambling problem that he's trying to <laughs> right now and uh Intervention. so the, we're, we're trying to wean him off of it is what that is so they've uh <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I mean, there have been some great moments. It's been it's been a memorable tournament. You know, I'm trying to think. Uh, I know the year that Memphis went to the was it 2008. All the one seeds went, and there wasn't a ton of drama until that championship game, which also doubled as one of the greatest days of my life. Yes. Uh, if I ever see Mario Chalmer, Mario, if I ever see, see you Mario. out in Memphis, hey, come see me. I got your, your right. first two beers are on me. So one last question for the show. We'll wrap mm. it up. Um, John Calipari, right? Uh huh. If he goes 40 and 0, do you think oh, he's no. done all he can do? in the college ranks, do you think it's time for him to bounce and go to the NBA? Give that a shot again. Are you asking me as an Arkansas fan or as an unbiased observer? Let's give, let's give both answers. we got time for both answers. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, I'm going to switch it up on you. I say yes because be for each one. I mean, let's, let's look at what he's done at Kentucky now. He went to the Final Four his first year there, fell a little short. He won with Anthony Davis. Um Took a year off. <laughs> yeah, he's he took a year off. Uh, you know, probably uh, rebuilt a little bit. You know, Archie Goodwin from Little Rock didn't really pan out. Went to another Final Four. He's gonna. I mean, if he doesn't go undefeated this year, that means he didn't win the championship, and I think that'll motivate him to come back. Uh, I don't know what else you've got. If the, if that's his second national title at Kentucky, um, you know, I feel like in the NBA he'd have a lot of pull with some of these superstars. Kevin Durant's, you know, coming up. Um, his contract's going to expire in the next two years. Uh, you know, I don't know what kind of, I don't know who his guys are and who he talks to or whatever, but, uh, I think that'd be very enticing. I think his problem last time is he took the wrong job. He went to the New Jersey Nets and they didn't really have the, the pull that maybe one of these other franchises might like, here's I can see th- him going to New York. Here's my thing. Uh, Calipari's actually really tight with LeBron. 
Yes. I was thinking, you know, I know there. I don't. I haven't kept up with the NBA as much here lately, but I know he was having some problems with his coach. I thought there was like some kind of. Yes. So I mean, what if the Cavs try to go after Cal? You know. And just pay him ten million dollars a year to keep I mean, LeBron and keep everybody and, happy. Him and LeBron are close, so I mean, I can see it. Uh, it hey, go ahead. I think uh, LeBron wanted him last year, but uh, you know I'm, I'm with y'all. I think Cal Perry probably wanted to come back because he knew he was, you know this is the first time he's really bringing back a lot of his players, uh, uh, you know, and they went to the finals last year. So I don't know. I mean, I hope he goes. I kind of hope, kind of hope he don't because you know they have brought a lot of attention to the um, you know SEC and it's you know elevated the conference or elevates Arkansas. Um, but you know sometimes I think way he recruits and stuff kind of hurts college basketball because you got a bunch of one and duns and you know there's not as much parody and there's not as much many good teams because they just go to one team and then they're gone in one year so um i don't know kind of mixed feelings but you know for him his sake you know like y'all said what does he have else to do you know um, he's won two national championships and um, had an undefeated season and he he really don't he's really talk when he talks about it he really acts like you know he didn't care about going undefeated but someone played a clip when he was at memphis and he's like i just want to go undefeated one year so you know i know it means a lot to him are you saying john calipari's a liar (laughs) (laughs) who would no comment (laughs) (laughs) pleading the fifth uh i'll add this too uh, whenever he does decide to uh, to get on down, go to the NBA or coach in Europe or whatever he does, uh, I think you're going to see a lot of nervous Kentucky fans uh, at that in that, at that moment of time because when Cal sets his mind to leaving town, you know that the hammer's coming down from the NCAA not far behind him. Oh, yeah. um, he always seems to be one step ahead of the storm. So um, I don't know if it's going to be this year. I don't know if it'll be next year. It might be three years from now. Um, but when he elects to go. I think you're going to see you're going to see some nervous Kentucky fans and uh, rightfully so I would say. So, you know, um that'll be interesting. I I see what Colby's saying, you know, it's sort of what I've said on the show before, you know, he gets a lot of credit for recruiting the, you know, turning these guys into into, you know, one and done players and all this. He just gets the best players and they play for him for a year. That's all he does. I don't know. He's got the best PR firm going. Like mm-hmm. like not even like Enron's got had it this good like back in the day. Like this mug just like the kid got Derrick Rose, who was the, the, the best high school player in the country, and turned him into a one-and-done player. Derrick Rose would have went straight to the NBA if he didn't have to play in college. So all you're doing is babysitting these kids for like seven months, making sure they go to class in the fall. In the spring, he probably doesn't even care. And that's it, like Willie Cauley-Stein. I mean, dude's a hooper. He was going to go. He could have went to northern Iowa, hooped for a year, and went to the pro. This is dumb. I hate you, Calipari. <laughs> All the Calipari hate. All right, guys. Bears, boy. <laughs> we're going to wrap this up. Uh, I guess we'll – I really don't know what we're going to talk about in the next episode. We'll try to get some baseball stuff going. I know we haven't really been following it too much, but uh, we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll have a decision from Qualls and Portis, hopefully for the better for us at least that they're coming back. Uh, spring football open, so that you know we can keep an eye on some of that, I guess. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, spring game's also in a month or so, so we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you guys posted on that. And uh, I guess that's the show, guys, and we'll catch up with you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Go Hogs. Thanks for listening.